Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well, Shay. These are the episodes that I live for, as you know. Honestly, a little bit different <laughs> uh, than previous episodes that we've done in the same vein. So expect something a little different this time. Yeah, today we're we're diving into the Season 14 weapon meta, but I think what you're hinting at is it's probably less of a numbers-oriented weapon show than normal. And there's good reason for doing so uh, this time around. So we will definitely dive into it, but it's a it's a really fascinating season to be talking about weapons. Uh, before we do it, though, we want to make sure if you want a question answered in the, on the show, ask it in our Discord channel meant for questions, or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Kirkrud O'Shea and at HB Burson. We appreciate it a ton. We try and put out some good thoughts out there. Uh, some days, better thoughts than others. <laughs> we just got to keep it consistent, you know? Uh, I've been loving running polls on Twitter and even on the just at third party pod. Uh, definitely getting all your feedback on that. Interacting with comments is a lot of fun. If you want to support the show, get some behind the scenes content, bonus episodes, the works, go check out our Patreon. We have a lot of cool stuff over there. And if you don't know, we are Patreon ambassadors. So a little bit of a flex. We work closely with the team over there and really love the platform. So trying to make the most out of what they are offering over there and give back to our biggest supporters. Love the sport. It keeps the lights on over here, without a doubt. Let's dive into it, though. Let's talk Season 14 Weapon Meta. And it's a it's a doozy of a season in terms of what went down. We talked about at the beginning of the season, kind of just like how much of a shift it was generally with all the, I don't want to say like random, but just crazy changes and additions and subtractions and because of that, we find ourselves in a really odd weapon meta episode, and I'll let you kind of give more of the, the detail, the background into that. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. This season, we saw the largest weapon pool shift since the introduction of sniper ammo in Season 3. Like, just drastic. Across the board, a lot of weird stuff, a lot of cool stuff. Um, most notably, the ammo changes for the Spitfire and the Wingman alongside the return of both the Volt and the G7, as well as the Rampage getting booted to the care package, and then the weird new laser sight attachment. Um, you know, the impact of all of these changes at once is overwhelming, but after a few weeks of playing and getting some data, we now have the numbers to break it all down. I'll say it now, may say it at the end uh, of the episode as well, we're not going to be talking about shotguns um because we have a lot to say and we'll have another episode uh later this month going into the eva because tons of massive changes for that weapon as well this season that we need to give an appropriate amount of time for yeah and honestly like high level with the shotguns going into it we've kind of always said that they'd stand on their own to an extent They've always kind of been meta if you've wanted them to be, but it's always just been like, a, do you like using shotguns or do you not? And so because of that, it's hard to kind of fit it into the rest of these weapons because we can't compare it to the SMGs because at the end of the day, do you like using shotguns? Yes or no? Yes? Cool. Well, then you can go ahead and use them. They're good enough. So like Henry said, 
we'll dive super deep into them. I'm really excited for that episode uh, in a few weeks' time. So that'll be fun. But you hinted at it. Talk to me about the laser sight. Probably the biggest, you know, addition to the weapon pool we've had in a while in terms of its ripple effect with the other attachments. Uh, but definitely an interesting attachment and a hard one for, I know, you to look at on a numbers perspective as well in comparison to some of the other stuff we've talked about previously. Yeah, I mean, this is, we're going to just start things off with the most complicated part of the episode uh, to get through it. But <laughs> I think this is also something that the most players have the most questions about because it is so yeah. confusing. This is not like a damage change or a magazine size change or a reload uh, time change. So it's kind of intangible or subjective um, for an attachment. However, laser sights are attachments for most SMGs and most pistols, um, which, quote, reduces hip fire spread. And that's really like respawn is right. That's all you need to know. That's the description. And that's probably enough. There's a couple details that we're going to dive into on this uh, episode, but for the most part, reduces that hip fire spread. But why does that matter? I think is a, a question on the minds of a lot of maybe newer players or less experienced players um, or players that don't really use SMGs a whole lot. Um, to be pretty straightforward about it, accuracy up close is the most high stakes combat skill an Apex Legends player can improve. Like, flat out, this is where skills are shown, is in the up close accuracy. That really equates to hip fire, uh, controllability, and that spread. And the reason being is hitting shots while moving up close so that your enemy misses their shot not only is what leads to being a better player, but it directly leads to more wins overall because that's kind of where the important fights happen are up, up close and personal in your face in those final rings. Um, it's also important to note that Hip firing is different uh, to maybe aiming down sights just from a timing standpoint. It takes time to actually pull out your weapon, scope in. Like if you have an R301 out and you're running around, just raising that weapon to aim down sights takes about a quarter of a second uh, with no stock, no attachments. Um, and so that is considerable time. You think about how much damage you can do in a quarter of a second with an R301. You know, it's more than a hundred damage. So it's a considerable mm -hmm. amount of time. Hip firing is an opportunity to slash that. Yeah. It's really interesting with the kind of like scoping versus hip firing because it's it's a thing you talk about more in fast TTK games like COD and such, because it's the make or break between getting a kill versus not in those games, because it's just everything at that point. So we don't talk about it as much over here, but I think this laser sight brings up the conversation of hip fire, which I think at least reminds me of that importance because, like you said, that's still a considerable amount of damage. You know, you can if you can adjust the TTK of a gun by 0.2 to 0.3, you're talking a very massive change. And that's kind of what hip firing can do. And what the laser sight is obviously aimed at helping you do. So the timing is a big thing. You know, in Apex in general, uh, it's a pretty competitive game, so timing matters a lot. 
But the other like side to hip firing is that movement speed. Um, when you're aiming down sights, you incur what we call an ADS movement speed penalty. Um, for the R301 and assault rifles, that is a reduction to 50%. So you can only move 50% your normal walking speed while aiming down sights with the R301. With the R99, there is a 15% reduction. So you move at 85% your normal speed while aiming down sights. Um, and so hip firing allows you to move faster while um, moving around. So between 15 and 50% uh, faster for fully automatic weapons. That definitely ranges a lot when you start going from you know pistols to snipers. Uh, but for the most part, SMGs, ARs, going to be a range of about 15 to 50%. Um, however, while you're hip firing, it's not all you know, positive. Your, your bullet spread also is going to increase. And in the patch notes for season 14, they indicated that hip fire spread was increased for SMGs, but we didn't know how drastic. There were no numbers associated with it at release. Um, and we kind of made the assumption that this was just to counter whatever the laser sight was going to do, so to balance things out. The truth of the matter is that the R99, as an example, had its hip fire spread doubled in its randomness upon this season. So massive changes or nerfs to mm -hmm. SMGs across the board uh, when you look at just hip fire spread numbers. Now, it the, the sad thing is, it isn't that simple uh, when we talk about hip firing because there are so many different factors. Um, the R99, for example, um, has a hip fire, you know, intensity metric of between two and seven, depending on your stance, you know, standing, crouching, your speed of movement, and if you're in the air or not. So there's like five or six different possibilities that can impact how much bullet spread you have while not aiming down sights. Um, but across the board, it was doubled. Uh, this season. So, what does the laser sight actually do, and does it counter this nerf effectively to SMGs? It does five things across the board, and I'm going to read them off. I'm not going to talk about each and every one in detail because honestly, it doesn't really matter, and it's so nuanced in what it actually does that. I don't think it's going to help you be a better player if you understand it. But it's important no, to know. Henry, I need the definitions of all of these from the dictionary. <laughs> we can talk about them, but honestly, there's so much more exciting things to talk about for this attachment. The point is, though, what you're kind of getting at is all five of these variables blend together yeah. in these numbers to overall increase the effectiveness or lower the effectiveness of FIPFIRE. Exactly. And that's, I think, the best way to look at it. <laughs> and the other uh, truth is that some of the things that the laser sight does, we don't even have an accurate like numbers on what it yeah. was beforehand. So, mm -hmm. But overall, it makes hip firing easier. What it does specifically mm -hmm. is it decreases hip fire spread, obviously. It decreases moving hip fire spread. It decreases firing spread decay delay interesting 
And then two other interesting <laughs> ones. Now it increases moving hip fire decay rate and increases firing spread decay rate. Um, essentially, as you fire more bullets, the spread gets even worse over time. Um, this counters that. Um, but when we look at the numbers, so what we love, what's hard for this uh, attachment, but we mm-hmm. still love to look at, are really just looking at the hip fire spread. Level one laser sight is going to reduce it by 20%. Level two, 40%. Level three, 60%. When you're moving, that hip fire uh, spread rate will be decreased by 10% at level one, then 15%, then 20%. The reason that I wanted to kind of lay those two out is you're never going to be standing still in Apex. And you're definitely not going to be standing still while hip firing. It just doesn't make mm-hmm. a whole lot of sense. So <laughs> even though we look at the numbers and we think, oh, wow, like the, the laser sight can reduce that hip fire spread by 60%. Uh, if you have a purple, that's not exactly constructive uh, to the actual game. It's more like 20%, which is much less. But keep in mind that that's more impactful than a barrel stabilizer in terms of mm-hmm. how much it's affecting that recoil or bullet spread. So it's less flashy uh, in practice than it might look at face value, but it is substantial. If you are listening to the show and saying, guys, I think standing hip fire spreads really important because <laughs> I stand still while I hip fire a lot. Take this segment to note that you should work on your your strafing, as it's a huge portion of winning gunfights up close, and is why we obviously need to look at that moving spread rate as priority number one or, for sure. Or just please aim down sights. Like it's a big yeah, difference. Yeah. Play Gibraltar Stand and aim down sights. At that point. I'm yeah. a big supporter. <laughs> um, but let's take a look at the actual impact uh, on a weapon. So you're using the R99. If you're aiming down sights, you have a a recoil factor of one. Now that we have the laser sight and the update and you're hip firing, that is doubled to two. So, you know, you're half as accurate when you're hip firing than if you're aiming down sights. Now, if you are hip firing and you have a level one laser sight, you're going to be having a spread of a factor of 1.6. If it's a blue, 1.2. But if it's a purple laser sight, you're going to have a factor of hipfire spread of 0.8. Now, what's kind of interesting to go into here is prior to this season, when before they nerfed hipfire in general, the R99 had a hipfire factor of 1. So. Honestly, without a laser sight, the R99 is worse now than it was before. And with a common or a blue laser sight, it's still worse. The exciting Mm -hmm. part is if you have a purple laser sight, it's even better than it ever has been before outside of the Mm -hmm. care package. Um, But I think that's important to note that... It's definitely fascinating, like because we've always talked about how, yeah, you use the R9 because it does still have that hip fire capability. That was its calling card, and it's 
still obviously very good compared to the other SMGs without it, but it's not going to feel the same this season versus previously. It probably has a ceiling that's the closest thing to a hipfire laser beam that we've ever seen in the game, which is quite fascinating to see. And is anecdotally, I think you and I have been talking about both of us having success with the R99 this season, and it's not a gun we've talked about a lot recently. So how much of that can be credited to the purple barrel stabilizer is maybe an interesting note to think about. Absolutely. Um, To go on to like the other end of the spectrum, when we talk about recoil and hip firing for SMGs, want to take a quick look at the Volt. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're hip firing the Volt this season, it's at a factor of 4.1. So there's more than double uh, when you talk about difficulty to hip fire, if you care about accuracy, um, than the R99. Last season, it was at a factor of 2.75. So doubling mm-hmm. that gets you a pretty uh, nutty number. Um, however, what is kind of positive about this is you have a laser sight on there that drops it down to a factor of 3.3, blue 2.5, and purple 1.65. What that means is that the Volt is actually better this season with a blue or purple uh, laser sight than it was in the previous season. So with the R9, that's only the case with purple, but the Volt is actually better at hip fire with a blue um, than mm-hmm. it was without anything uh, in the last season. I think high level, you can look at those numbers though and say, there's a higher ceiling on these weapons now if hip firing was your thing. And if it wasn't your thing, you should probably move towards that direction if you are an SMG user because of the changes that have been uh, kind of made to these weapons. And the Volt being a 1.65 at its ceiling is something that I think you really do feel in game. And something we talked about very early on in the season was that you don't always feel the common and blue barrel stable or oh man, still missing the barrel stabilizers, but you don't always feel the the common and blue uh, laser sights, but you have really been feeling that purple. And the fact that you can actually feel that in game, I think is pretty interesting and pretty impactful because so much of hip fire is just going to kind of come out of feel at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the truth of the matter is, they are, you should be hip firing more so this season than ever before with SMGs. However, you must realize the importance of looting this new item. You know, mm. don't mm-hmm. think, oh, now the R99 has great hip fire. I need to only hip fire. Well, first you got to get a laser sight and then you should do that yeah. more than you ever have before. Um, and so that's kind of the reason that we made this episode. The other kind of maybe feeling that we had going into this season was that the Prowler's hip fire just felt amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It's a burst weapon. It's hard for a lot of people to use, ourselves included. Um, what's interesting, though, is the numbers for the Prowler are identical in terms of hip fire spread with laser sight to the R99. Exactly the same. Um, it is a burst weapon, so obviously in practice, you know, they don't have the same recoil pattern. But in terms of controllability, they're impacted at the same exact rate. So that level three laser sight is going to make the Prowler in its strongest state yet. 
Now, what's the trade-off, really, is mm-hmm. not only mm-hmm. are SMGs worse at hip firing overall without laser sights and really a blue or a purple one, um, but you also are losing the ability to have a barrel stabilizer on these weapons. So, honestly, I look at um, the current state of SMGs and I feel like the Volt being back, the Prowler and the R99 having the highest ceilings that they've ever had, really as ground loot, make them strong. However, harder to use in general. You need to loot more, and they are kind of now in a a tighter box. You want to be using them at very close range. You don't have the barrel stabilizer to decrease or increase the range effectiveness. And Mm -hmm. you're really incentivized to hip fire up close, which is difficult. It requires you to be better at movement in order to use SMGs. So overall, I feel like SMGs are powerful, but definitely more specialized. I don't know if I'll, I'll say they're harder uh, outright, but definitely more specialized. And I think that was the intention of, of, of the developers. Yeah. That was kind of our hypothesis going in, was that SMGs better close range now or have the ceiling to maybe compete with the other really close range weapons and separate themselves from the AR's close range as well. Um, and I think our early indications is that they've done that. But yeah, knowing the barrel stabilizer was a very impactful hop-up or geez, attachment, I think is very key for a lot of people. A lot of people love the fact that you could use the R9 at medium range. Not the case anymore. I think the Volt is almost the only one you can maybe make the argument for, but even then, it's not even comparable to how it was in the past in the care package or with the barrel stabilizer. So it's a different way to look at SMGs as a whole, and I think that's quite exciting, but a huge shift overall, uh, without a doubt. Before we keep rolling on this, though, and keep going into the weapon meta and wrap up SMGs, Here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Keep us going, Henry. Keep us rolling. Yeah, as you said right before the break, I think the impact of taking away the barrel stabilizer from SMGs is pretty pronounced. Um, And Mm -hmm. really why that is, is like I said, they're more specialized. By taking away the barrel stabilizer and replacing it with a laser sight, the like specifically makes hip firing stronger not only are you making you know the smgs as they are but you're kind of highlighting the assault rifles as well and saying that's Mm -hmm. your medium range option and given what's been going down with lmgs you know it's just (laughs) it's pretty clear that they want different types of weapons to have very different roles and in the Mm -hmm. past the Apex weapons were amazing, but really blended together. You could be successful with anything. Yeah. They're trying to draw those lines so that that's not really the case. And I think that's kind of the more normalized thing to do in first-person shooters is you pick which gun you're rocking with. That's the playstyle you're playing with. Apex, you have the reward of having two main guns, like two, you know, have to carry a pistol that's not as strong as your primary weapon so you can still run two play styles but i definitely like that we're moving away from the bleed through of two guns that can kind of do everything to two guns that serve distinct roles outside of just you know the sniper shotguns uh, which is you know pretty cool i think overall 
Totally. I think to wrap up the SMGs, kind of their current state, we have the Alternator, the R99, the Car, Prowler, and the Volt. All are very good. I think I'm happy to run any of those. However, mm-hmm. it's their abundance that I think contributes to their strength the most this season. With the Volt coming back, that just really kind of tips the tides to mm-hmm. SMGs just based off of you know how many there are. You're going to have more opportunities to use these weapons than other classes. And now that hip fire is now between 20 and 40% more accurate, uh, at the high level, they're pretty powerful. And mm-hmm. with that being said, even though the effective range may be brought in for the SMGs, the Prowler and the R99 are in their most powerful state since each of them was in the care package. So when you look at that, I think you have to say we are in a pretty powerful SMG meta. However, it's not necessarily easy you know you have to commit to that play style learn how to hip fire learn how to move more and and loot and loot and close the gap on enemies you know this is a difficult thing but like i said at the very beginning this is the most important skill to have in apex is being able to be effective in these close range engagements so the payoff is there uh you just got to do the work yeah, and that's what's exciting. The payoffs there more than ever before. Uh, you know, you used to come up to someone with an SMG up close and you know lose to the flat line, lose to the Spitfire, lose to shotguns. Which I think you still will. Like we said, we'll talk about shotguns later this month. Um, but yeah, no more. I don't think are you losing to the you know ARs and LMGs up close. And with that, let, let's talk about the LMGs because I think you and I have kind of. I don't want to say been like uh, you know leaders uh, of the SM of the LMGs in Apex, but we've definitely advocated for them uh, amidst a lot of turmoil and hate they've gotten. And it, I think we're doing a bit of a 180 this season for the first time in what feels like forever. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> I'm so sad. I mean, like you said in the past, LMGs defined the weapon pool in Apex, and in, in our eyes, I mean. They had the recoil and the reload speed, which rivaled assault rifles, but they had a massive magazine size. Um, so they were just the hands-down best option for most players because they could kill quickly while having way more forgiveness than someone like the R301. Mm-hmm. But the current state of LMGs <laughs> is not so happy. Um, the Rampage, now in the supply drop, uh, the Devotion and the Replicator. The L-Star is probably less effective than the Volt for most players, uh, to be honest. It's just a weird weapon. Uh, I use it. I, I use all these, okay? I, I, crafted, yeah. I crafted the Devotion uh, uh, this last weekend. Turbocharger was in the Replicator as well. Worked out. But mm-hmm. just broadly speaking, it, it's not great. And then the Spitfire without the barrel sta- stabilizer just can't be used at medium to long range. Um, it's not looking good, you know? Yeah. I'll throw in like my hot takes on this one. And then you were pretty nice, but like <laughs> Spitfire is an unusable gun for me. It gets outclassed by everything close and it's not accurate enough to use at medium to long. So, what's its role besides having a big magazine? Uh, and shooting people in the back sometimes. Like, 
it's not a gun I'm ever picking up right now. I'm always opting for R3, always opting for G7, or swapping to something else. Um, Devotion, Replicator, not being used as much. Rampage, Supply Drop, great weapon. Pick it up if you get it in the Supply Drop. Honestly, the LMG I've used the most this season is the L-Star because of what you were getting at. Linking it to the Volt now, which is a very popular gun, and using it early game to bridge that gap and carry my energy attachments. So it's been an odd LMG season, uh, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I have also been trying to force it um, by crafting the devotion, seeking out the <laughs> rampage, and really trying with the Spitfire because the Spitfire has been such an iconic weapon for myself um, for so long. I mean, if you remember our, our subathon long, long ago, we had a yeah. whole montage mm-hmm. of me just using the Spitfire uh, for uh, like 13 hours. So, I'm a big fan of it, and I've been forcing myself to try to use it because uh, I don't want to turn my back on it. But honestly, the only you said the use cases are just completely evaporated. I can be effective with the Spitfire if I'm behind a rampart wall. Like that's yeah, it. You, you have to have that mm-hmm. now in order to just make it usable because it just isn't as effective as the current SMGs, ARs, and. That's what mm-hmm. they have to compete against. And sadly, they were doing too good of a job. Uh, so they pretty much got deleted. And I think another big takeaway from this is if we're saying, hey, the LMGs are all not as good, that's naturally a nerf to Rampart mm-hmm. right now. And that she just doesn't have the weapon pool that's strong enough to make the most of one of her abilities. And she's still got a great tactical, got a great ultimate, but when you start taking out 33% of a Legends kit, you run into trouble. And she's at the bottom of the pick rate charts right now. I I could see there being a potential uh, link, uh, to say the least. And that's kind of sad. And you also see the new introduction of another uh, weapon legend not get a linked passive to a weapon class as well. And you wonder if Maybe they look at the Rampart passive as a regret, and maybe that's something we could see changed in the future. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's a good prediction. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. You know, whenever you take out 25% of the the passive's ability and put it into the care package, that's pretty lame, you know? And honestly, having the L-Star and the Spitfire be your on-the-ground options for Rampart Mm -hmm. and both of them be pretty bad, yeah, hurts. It hurts. I, I'm still a huge fan. Don't get me wrong. Sheila slaps. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the walls. Um, but yeah, passive took a huge hit, and that's because LMGs took a big hit. And I don't know if there's someone to blame either, per se. Like, I, I can't get mad at the weapons team for making a weapon pool decision. They're not legend balancers. That's not what they're. You know, supposed to be focused on and thinking about, I yeah. guess. And so it's a, it's a weird balance to strike. But yeah, I think we did a little talking on the LMGs. I'll wrap it up by saying a little plug. You would have found out these thoughts first if you followed Henry on Twitter. He's <laughs> tweeted some stuff about the Spitfire. Uh, so nice little plug at HB Burson over there. Thanks for the <laughs> shout out. Yep, drop a follow. Um, but wrap it up with some hype. Wrap yeah. it up with some hype. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of positivity about the weapon pool this season. Two, you know, really important ones that have to be mentioned are the G7 and the Wingman. 
The G7, now that it's back on the ground, hits so incredibly hard. It's one of the best weapons to use from the early game to the late game, in my opinion. We have a whole episode all about the G7, why you should use it, why it's the best marksman, um, and how to be good with it. If you struggle to use it, we have a whole guide on how you can actually maximize the value of that weapon. Mm -hmm. And the wingman, even though it now takes sniper ammo, which is more difficult to acquire and prioritize, the (laughs) gun is still supremely powerful. It's a high damage pistol. You got power plus mobility. There isn't a better combination right now in Apex. You know, forgiveness and accuracy is now not an option with the LMGs being, you know, severely nerfed. I think running the wingman is definitely worthwhile. And if you can do so alongside, you know, an AR, that's a great loadout. So even though it doesn't look as as familiar. The wingman still hits. You know, it's still mm-hmm. as effective as it ever was in terms of damage, reload, recoil, whatever. So don't sleep on the wingman now that it takes weird ammo. Yeah, I think the the hardest thing with the wingman is good stuff. It's why we like the changes that you don't get the huge advantage off of being able to carry one or even two stacks of ammo and stack nades. You now have to think about it. And more so than anything else, I think you're, at least in my experience this season, I haven't run into as many of the you know three wingman teams. Uh, and that's, I think, the, the nicest thing is that when you are killed by the gun, you're not as killed often, so it doesn't feel as oppressive, even though they didn't make many changes to it. But that doesn't change the fact that it's still a really good gun, as Henry was saying. So rock that wingman. I, I I don't I'm at a point where I feel like me praising the G7 is just like empty words at this point in comparison to to you. But it's a great weapon. I love it. That's the Pshe guarantee as well. I know it doesn't mean as much as Henry and the H7 guarantee. I got to get a gun named after me soon. Um, yeah, it's a great weapon. These are two of my favorites to run this season, and the marksman class overall is is quite friendly. Absolutely. I think it's a good time to to be playing Apex if you enjoy the weapons because Mm -hmm. it's refreshing Um, having something a little bit new and having both the Volt and the G7 back is such a relief. I mean, these are both top tier weapons that were gone for way too long. So rejoice in their return. (laughs) <laughs> One of the biggest weapon shifts of all time and a really interesting meta. And a unique meta in that I think for maybe the first time in a while, we don't truly feel like there is one or two right answers and then a handful of wrong answers. It really does come down to how you want to play. And there's multiple weapons that you can use within that play style. But that separation, I think, is quite exciting as a player in the game. So... I'm a fan. I think we got a good one overall. Any last little words on the weapons? No, nothing else to add. Get out there and keep third partying. Keep on third partying. That's going to wrap things up for us. Thank you so much to our producer of the Third Party 10 who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord to be the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. I'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Whole squad down.